Hey, it's good to see you today. Welcome to our Journey Through Scripture Tuesday edition. My name is Philip Thomas, pastor of Journey here in Elgin, and I hope that you had a good weekend. And uh, let's jump right into uh, kind of our continuing our chronological uh, look through Scripture. Now, again, it it's, can be kind of hard to do. Um, we're going to talk about some, uh, we're, we're going to be in the book of Proverbs today. We've already uh, read quite a few proverbs because we know knew that they were written by Solomon, so he kind of did it in that time frame. However, uh, there are many of the proverbs we're not sure exactly when they were written, and honestly, it doesn't doesn't really matter uh, because the the wisdom that is given, you know, kind of transcends time. Um, it, it's it's ideas uh, of of wisdom. Um, so this is kind of kind of inserting this here. Uh, we're going to be in uh, the last part of chapter 22 of Proverbs, so starting in verse 17 of Proverbs 22 through 24, and then Proverbs 30 through 31. Now, as we get into this, uh, I was reading a little bit uh, kind of in this transition uh, period, and uh, it's, it's important to kind of understand what Proverbs is it's wisdom literature. Now, wisdom writing and wisdom literature uh, was not unique to uh, Israel. Um, in fact, it was uh, seen throughout the world uh, in Egypt, and some are very similar to the the writings that we see uh, uh, coming from from Israel. Um, th- but there is there is some, a pretty big difference, you know. For example, so wisdom teachings in general. Um, you know, and this, this includes Israel, but includes the rest of the world. Um, you know, they were given by wise people, sages, people who were well respected. Um, they, they kind of viewed the, the world as something that could be observed and was orderly. Um, that, uh, and the, the, the goals of, of the wise is to seek out the, the order of the world, right? To, to pay attention. Um, uh, the, the source for most of the world was it was a very human knowledge. So it was, it was seeking human knowledge, observing the world around you, uh, and finding what was, what was right and what was, uh, true. Where there was a huge difference and distinction is that, uh, scripture, the Israelites relied heavily, obviously, that wisdom is, does not come from humans. It actually comes from God. And so, so you have like Proverbs uh, chapter nine, verse ten: the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So it starts in that premise. Now that sets it up, sets it apart from other wisdom literature um, written in other areas and and things like that. There can be truth that's found in that other uh, literature, but true wisdom is not a human pursuit. It's something that comes in an understanding of who God is. God is the one who grants us uh, that ultimate wisdom. And so, so that, that's an important distinction. Uh, if, if, you know, especially whenever people start saying, oh, well, you know, it looks like a lot of the things written in Proverbs were written in other places too. Well, Yes, the God gave us the ability to, to learn from observing, to, to gain knowledge. Um, however, um, that, that doesn't mean that, that all wisdom is, is equally val, uh, valuable or valid. Um, true wisdom flows from an understanding of who God is. 
So uh, chapter 22, starting in verse uh, 17, I, I, I love this first part. Uh, it says, incline your ear, hear the words of the wise. So that means you have to intentionally listen, right? It's not something that just uh, happens in the background and you just pick up. No, you have to incline your ear. You have to uh, take an active role in listening to words of wisdom. It says, apply your heart to my knowledge. For it is a pleasant thing if you keep them within within you. Let them be fixed upon your lips so that your trust may be in the Lord. I have instructed you today, even you, have I not written to your excellent things of counsels and knowledge, that I may make you know the certainty of the words of truth, that you may answer words of truth to those who send you. Do not rob the poor because he is poor or uh, or oppress the afflicted at the gate for the Lord will plead their cause and plunder the souls of those who plunder them. And then it starts into your, your normal kind of proverbs, short little quips that, that, uh, reveal a, a bigger truth. But I thought that was very interesting how it s- starts off. You have to choose to, to seek wisdom. And part of wisdom is finding what is true, not finding your own truth, finding what is true. Um, and that, that's, that's hard. That takes intentionality. Um, we, we have to pursue that truth. Um, you, and I, I really do. I encourage you to, uh, to read through, uh, all of this to, uh, uh, to just view this as, as an understanding of, of a source of truth, um, that it is, wisdom that goes beyond um the cultural uh challenges you know don't don't get bogged up into okay well wait what what is that saying culturally no what look at the big picture behind it uh what is the truth that is being presented um chapter 23 verse 4 says do not overwork to be rich because of your own understanding cease will you set your eyes on that which is not for riches certainly make themselves wings; they fly away like eagle towards the heavens. All right, so it's, it's it's it talks about in the proverbs the importance of working hard, uh, that that you are responsible for that. But then it also says, but don't overwork just to be rich. Right? There's more to life than that. That that cannot become our main purpose. Uh, it says, do not speak in the hearing of a fool, for he will despise the wisdom of your words. Um, uh, apply your heart to instruction and your ears to words of knowledge. Um, th- this one is a controversial one. Uh, verse 13, do not withhold correction from a child, for if you beat him with a rod, he will not die. You shall beat him with a rod and deliver his soul from hell. Now, is the main point here beating a child with a rod, right? Now, culturally, that was going to be very different than it is today. Um, I'm going to say even then they, they had laws against beating your children and certainly to the point of injury. Um, that is, that is not what this is saying. It is saying you have to have real punishment, real consequences, uh, to actions. Um, I, you know, and, People, we can, I'm not even going to get into the debate of of spanking or things like that, right? We're we're obviously not talking about abuse here. We are talking about discipline and correction, and it it uses harsh language because this is vitally important and one we've 
de- discussed and debated what's the proper form of uh, of correction uh, to our children, and we forgot to correct our children. Just at least do that. Hold your children accountable. That's um, what it, what this wisdom is about. Um, he he will not die if you. Uh, take their phone away. They will not die if you ground them. You know, right? Do those things to hold them accountable because if you do not, you their soul, <laughs> he uses a strong word, right? There's, you, you want to deliver them from hell, right? And uh, because we have to raise a child in the way that they should go. We have to impart this wisdom and knowledge to them just as it has been imparted to us. Um, you, again, continue to, to, uh, read through lots of, uh, wonderful thoughts, uh, about how to, to live life. Um, verse 29 through 35, um, very interesting. Who is woe? Who is sorrow? Contentions, complaints, who has wounds without cause, redness of eyes, those who linger long at the wine, those who go in search of mixed wine. Do not look on wine when it is red, when it sparkles in a cup, when it swirls around smoothly. At the last, it bites like a serpent and stings like a viper. Your eyes will see strange things. Your heart will utter perverse things. Yes, you will be like one who lies down in the midst of the sea or one who lies at the top of the mast saying, they have struck me, but I was not hurt. They have beaten me but i did not feel it when i shall when shall i awake that i may see, seek another drink right the dangers of alcohol of of alcohol abuse right of of that vicious pattern that it can get you in i thought that was very very interesting uh chapter 24 says do not be envious of evil men nor desire to be with them uh, for their heart devises violence, their lips talk of troublemaking. Uh, ver- verse 5, a wise man is strong. Yes, a man of knowledge increases strength. Right? Uh, verse 10, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. This is important because what this is acknowledging is we are going to face adversity. So we need to be preparing ourselves to be strong in the day of invers- adversity because that day is coming. We should not spend as much time trying to prevent the day of adversity. Right? Now, this is a fine line. It doesn't mean you're not cautious. doesn't mean you don't plan, prepare, things like that. But it seems like our society is trying to do everything we can so that we have no adversity. Well, you're going to have adversity. So prepare for it so that you will have strength when that day comes because it will come. Um. You can continue on verse 17. Do not rejoice when your enemy falls. Do not let your heart be glad when he stumbles, lest the Lord see it and it displease him and he turn away his wrath from him. All right. So this is interesting. You know, we, we, we should not rejoice when the enemy falls. We, but, but yet we recognize the enemy. We recognize who they are. Uh, we work against them. Uh, however, we do not gloat in that because again all are created by god and god desires to all to come to a knowledge of him Um, but some are choosing foolish ways uh continues on do not fret because of evildoers do not be envious of the wicked right man this, this is one that is good for today do not fret because of evildoers we we see evil actions all around us, we cannot allow ourselves to become consumed with worry of that. 
be aware of it, work against it, but do not fret. Do not be overwhelmed by it. Uh, continues on, um, verse 23. Uh, it is not good to so- show partiality in judgment. He who says to the wicked, you are righteous, him the people will curse, nations will abhor him, but those who rebuke the wicked will have delight, and a good blessing will come upon him. No partiality in judgment. Right? It doesn't matter who you are, uh, what your status is. Uh, we are all judged according to the truth uh, found in uh, the word of God. Um, then you get to Proverbs 30 and 31, uh, kind of have some random people. We, are, we really don't know who they are. Uh, the wisdom of, of Agur. And uh, I, I love this. I, I really encourage you to, uh, to, to read through uh, Proverbs 30. It says, surely, <laughs> starts off, surely I am more stupid than any man, and I do not have the understanding of a man. I neither learned wisdom nor have knowledge of the, of the Holy One. Uh, verse 5, every word of God is pure. He is a shield to those who put their trust in him. Do not add to his words, lest he rebuke you and, be, and you be found a liar. Two things I request of you, deprive me not before I die. Remove falsehoods and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with food allotted to me, lest I be full and deny you and say, who is the Lord? or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of my God. And so he's talking about the two ends uh, and the dangers of both. The poor can resent the fact that they are poor, and uh, so they curse God for what has happened. The wealthy start thinking they are the reason that uh, they have plenty. Um, neither one of those are good places, and neither one of them are the truth. Um, we need to, to have a proper understanding of of where we are and the fact that all that we have comes from God and that we have a responsibility to play in that. Uh, but ultimately God is the one who is responsible. Uh, verse 11, uh, through 14, um, is eh, a little, little disturbing. Uh, it hits way too close to, uh, to home in our current society. It says there is a generation that curses its father and does not bless its mother. There is a generation that is pure in its own eyes yet is not washed from its own filthiness. <laughs> there is a generation, oh, how lofty are their eyes, and their eyelids are lifted up. There is a generation whose teeth are like swords, whose fangs are like knives, to devour the poor from, am- from off the earth and the needy from among men. Um, very, very interesting generations that, that start to make everything about them. They they quit caring about those around them. Um, we are all subject to that. We all need to be aware of that uh, and make sure uh, we have a proper perspective and that we <laughs> put our trust in God and God alone, not in our own human wisdom, but godly wisdom. Uh, you continue to, to read through some wonderful stuff. Uh, chapter 31, uh, you know, it talks about the, uh, the virtuous, uh, wife. Um, this is a words of King Lemuel. Again, we do not know exactly, uh, uh, Lemuel, uh, do not know exactly who that is, but he gives a, a wonderful, uh, description of a virtuous wife. And 
And unfortunately, because we like to view things as lists and we'd go through and said, okay, I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this. Um, we missed the big picture of this. This is talking about a woman who is engaged with her family, engaged with the role that she has, um, that, that she is, uh, seeking the betterment of her family, the betterment of others, her, her husband, her children, um, that, that she is engaged in the world around her. Um, I, I love how it uh, ends, verse 27. She watches over the ways of her household, does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceptive, beauty is passing. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands and let her own words works praise her in the gates. Right. So, again, taking responsibility for the way that you engage in the world and that uh, take the none of the things that are written in Proverbs 31 are new. They, they have been said throughout the Proverbs of the importance of all of this. And, and it doesn't just include, and, and this is pretty powerful that it, it, it elevates women, uh, the way that it does in this passage, uh, which culturally that was not done, uh, near like it should be. Um, but all of the, the words of wisdom apply to both men and women, young and old all races, it doesn't, doesn't matter, right? It is universal wisdom because it comes from God. Uh, and we have a part to play. Wisdom reminds us that God is in control. God is above everything. We are, we are definitely below him, but he has given us, uh, a, a role to play. He has called us, uh, to live our lives seeking him. Um, and so as you think about that, think about, uh, godly wisdom uh, that leads to truth. Um, we need to be seeking that, actively seeking that in all areas of our life. All right. We will continue to talk about some wisdom uh, as we look into the book of Job. So on Thursday, let's look at Job chapters 1 through 5. So Job chapters 1 through 5. All right. We'll see you then.